Okay, hi, we are here with Pam McCool and Steve Smith. It's the second podcast of, or podcat for the Humane Society of Alamance County. And uh, today we're gonna, uh, well, as always a little refresher, we're, gonna, we're doing this podcast to, to spread more information about the Humane Society of Alamance County. Uh, I'm on the board of directors and Pam is the director. And, um, when I joined, I was really fascinated by just how much work they do with the amount of resources they're giving, and we're hoping to give them more resources to spread even more love for the animals around Alamance County. So today we're going to talk about the good and the bad. We're going to talk about how to volunteer. Um, I'm happy to say that Woofstock is back this year, and we're going to tell yes. some information about that. And then... Uh, there's a rumor that Beth, the podcast podcast, the podcast podcast, will be making a guest appearance at the end of the episode. So definitely stay tuned for that. So anyway, uh, Pam, let's talk about the good and the bad news. What's what's been good lately? So let's see. The good. Uh, we held our first uh, yard sale in quite a few years this past weekend, and we were pleasantly surprised by the attendance. So many people in the community came out to support us. And of course, all the, the funds raised go towards our uh, foster animals. So we were able to raise roughly $1,200. So not wow. bad. Um, get, you know, get some stuff out of our little office space that maybe we couldn't use, but we knew that people in the community, pet owners, um, had a need for. So that was fantastic. Yeah, we, wow, we that's really amazing. With them. Yeah. Uh, the bad, I would say, um, it's kind of this ongoing um, issue. You know, we we have we are in, still in desperate need of foster families. Um, you know, the need for uh, animals to be rescued just continues to grow. And yeah. so communications from local shelters are flooding in, requesting help. Um, and it's hard for us to, to not really be able to engage as much as we obviously need to um, because we don't have foster homes. Are the shelters back up and open now pretty much or are we still... Yeah, I mean, the majority of them are, um, you know, some of the smaller ones, honestly, weren't able to really shut down during COVID because right. of the amount of volume that they get, um, you know, so they've just been working themselves to the bone, just trying to get the animals that continue to flood it on a daily basis out. The larger shelters that were able to shut down for a bit are slowly kind of getting back into the flow of things and opening back up, um, you know, at a larger capacity to the community, which is wonderful. Um, because we really need people to, to be able to come in and start volunteering again, start adopting mm -hmm. um, animals again. So, yeah, so things are, you know, normalizing as much as possible. Okay. Well, that's the good and the bad. Awesome. Yeah. So my bad news, I just wanted to share a little bit. You can see I have a company called Two Puddles, and uh, we have uh, Roxy and Marty, and uh, they've been a pair for 14 years, and... Uh, about a week and a half ago, uh, Marty had been sick for quite a while, and uh, he passed away. 
but uh, he's brought a lot of joy. But I heard a quote, that, I don't know if you've heard this quote before, you've probably heard more of them that, uh, that while a dog's alive, they take away all your tears and then they give them back <laughs> the day they pass away. And that was so right. true. Yeah. And, uh, that one broke my heart. But anyway, I'm, I, uh, I'm about a week and a half in and now it's switching over more to uh, very, very fond memories. Yeah. And uh, so that's been my excitement. So, so today we're going to talk about the food pantry and, and all that that entails and how can people participate in it. So tell us a little bit about the food pantry. Yeah, so No More Empty Bowls is the name of our food program. And it was set up to help families who are having uh, a hard time either because they are, you know, uh, fall within the low income community or perhaps it's families that have recently lost, you know, their, their jobs, their forms of income, and they need a little help for a, a little bit of time. So um, we are here to help provide food to those families who income qualify um, for up to two pets per household. So we give them enough food to help supplement what they can provide for their pets every month. And we distribute that food to them on the first Friday typically of every month unless something changes and we have to switch things up. But, um, but pets do have to be spayed or neutered. They do have to be up to date on their rabies vaccine at the very least to be able to participate. And if we do have families that need the help with food um, but haven't been able to get their animals fixed and up to date on vaccines, um, we help them out with that as well just so that we can go ahead and get them started in the program, provide that, that help um, until they're able to um, support themselves once again. Okay. So a lot of our clients are elderly. A lot of them are on a very, very fixed income. So our food pantry goes a long way towards, you know, taking some of that stress off of them um, because they love their animals dearly and oftentimes they feed them, you know, before they feed themselves. So and, and that's good for their mental health as well. It is. So, yeah, everybody wins there. It that's is. Awesome. You know, so often we, you know, we, we hear the criticism of, you know, well, if you can't take care of your pets properly, then you shouldn't have them. And I think a lot of people don't understand that for so many of these families, especially the elderly, you know, having pets is really um, such a huge comfort. Mm -hmm. And it keeps them going to have that beloved animal to take care of every day. And really, it's the only for, for so many, it's the only thing they have. Yeah, and provides so, a, a purpose and a direction for their love yeah, and everything that really exactly. win win. And, uh, yep. So if we can keep them together by providing food, um, we're all for it. That's fantastic. So um, if someone wanted to donate, how would they go about that? Yeah, so they can give us a call at the office. Our number is 336-438-2023. They can also hop on our website. We've got so much information about the Pet Food Pantry there um, under our programs tab. And, um, and they can also email us. Our contact information is on the website as well. Um, they can always, I mean, as you know, we, we're, we can't 
maintain this program without donations from the public. And mm -hmm. so, and, and we've been lucky enough to have so many different people in the community as well as, um, you know, local uh, businesses and organizations have been so incredibly kind to us over the years and have helped, have helped us, uh, you know, with the food donations, holding food drives for us, collecting items for us throughout the year and bring them over to, um, to our office. Um, and sometimes some of these organizations, you know, collect enough food to, to help us feed animals for an entire month, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, well, you were just telling me what, what, uh, organization did a did a massive quantity recently who was so that? so amber's house of dance was one that recently donated to us and um i don't know the exact pounds uh, the amount of pounds they donated but it was it was more than enough for us to be able to provide food for every single animal in our program wow Way to go, Amber, House of Dance. Uh, yeah, That's and awesome. they, they do this, they've done this for us uh, pretty much every year. And, nice. um, you know, they ask their dancers' families when they hold their encore show at the end of the year to, to bring a few cans, bring a bag, bring some treats over to that performance. And that's how they do it. And so we're so incredibly grateful to them. Mm. They're amazing. That is amazing. All right, I have one more question on this. The uh, I want to do a donation in memory of Marty, and mm -hmm. uh, how would I go about that? How do I know what food I should provide, and what would you recommend? Yeah, so on our website, we actually have our wish list, and our wish list contains, um, you know, the items that we need, the types of food that that we typically give out. Um, you know, right now we're still in the midst of dealing with kitten season. <laughs> so, okay. you know, um, so cat canned, food. yeah, cat yeah. food and kitten yeah. uh, and dry is a big need for us at the moment. Okay. Um, so that would be a fantastic donation. But really, honestly, Steve, anything, anything mm -hmm. would be great um, because it, it all gets put to use. So. Um, but our wish list again is just a you know it lists things specifically that we're in need of, so it may make it a little easier for anyone who wants to go ahead and make that donation to refer to that on our website. Okay, that sounds good. Next thing we're going to talk about in this spot, we're going to start uh, um, spotlighting some volunteers. But we we're, we're going to start that on the uh, in two weeks in the next podcast. And right now, we want to just talk a little bit about how to volunteer. If someone wants to volunteer, what should they do? So if you are interested in volunteering, um, you can again visit our website, hsaconline.org. And you click on that volunteer tab, you complete the form, and that goes to our volunteer coordinator who will be in contact with you and get you started. So in the past, we've held volunteer orientations so that we get you in here, get you started, get you um, informed about what programs we have available to the community and really it's about what you'd like to help with and however many hours you can contribute. Um, so once we get you started after orientation, you know, when there's a need for volunteers, you'll get an email notification and if it's something that you feel you can give time to, we'll go ahead and get you set up and get you started. Um, you know, obviously with everything that's been going on the past year and a half, uh, we haven't had very many volunteer opportunities, unfortunately, 
but those are finally starting to kick back up. We're starting to hold small adoption events. You know, again, we had the yard sale last week and some of our volunteers were here for that. So we're getting back into the groove of things, which is fantastic. And we have missed our volunteers dearly. Um, We can't do this without volunteers. So we're super excited to honestly be able to, to get back into the swing of things and, and have people here interacting with our animals, helping out in the office if need be. Um, and of course at our fundraising events, which are, which is huge. That sounds awesome. Um, and then last and the thing I'm most excited about, Woofstock is back. Woofstock is back. <laughs> We're so excited. Uh, I miss it's that almost, so much. It is. I, I'm, I'm almost, um, it's still a little surreal that we're planning for it. You know? and, the, and it's going to come back bigger than better too. I'm really yeah. excited about the venue and everything. So tell us about it. Yeah. So this year, um, Wolfstock will be held on October 9th from 10 to four and the sock puppets, the Burlington sock puppets will be hosting us. And so we will be at the Burlington athletic stadium, which is so incredibly exciting. If any of you have, you know, visited the space since they they've renovated it. I mean, it's, it's, they've done uh, an absolutely wonderful job um, of using that space. Um, and they, you know, they want to give back to the community and they're hoping to host events there. And so we reached out to them and we were able to secure that, that date. Um, so we are so excited just, you know, not only to hold Wolfstock again, but to have it at a new venue and, and have their support. So, um, it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. I, you know, I was picturing it. A, I actually got a tour of the park last year. A, mm-hmm. uh, former student of mine was the general manager of the Burlington Royals before yeah. they went and he showed me the whole park and I was just blown away by it. So picturing it there all enclosed <laughs> with all the yeah. dogs everywhere. Cause I, yeah. I go, I go to this to pat dogs. So <laughs> That's right. a lot of dogs there. Yeah. And, uh, Roxy of two puggles will be there. Yeah. Uh, so, um, if someone wants to be a vendor there, who should they reach out to? So again, they can go ahead and email us and, okay. uh, Cheryl is our amazing vendor coordinator. Um, she can reach back out to them and, uh, give them all of the information. Obviously spaces are going to be limited and it's, um, pretty much on a first come first serve basis, but also, um, you know, we want to make sure that we have a variety of crafts and vendors there. Sure. Um, so if anyone's interested, they can go ahead and, uh, and email us and we can send them the information, let them know, um, you know, what, what the rules are going to be um, and see if it's going to be something that they can do. Um, we're looking forward to seeing our, our longtime vendors there again, because we've, we've so missed everybody. We you know, really while have. we're on the subject, I have not heard from uh, whether I'm accepted or not. So <laughs> hopefully I'll, I'll hear soon. I'm a little on pins and needles about that. <laughs> uh, um, well, I mean, I think it's a given, especially if Roxy attends. Roxy that, will attend. I actually you, bought uh, your spot secured. <laughs> as with, uh, so, so one of the things we'd like you to do is reach out and we'd want to hear some move stock stories from people. So I want you to email me at Steve at two puggles.com. It'll be up on the screen. And uh, I want to hear, I wanted to put into the podcast, some, some dog stories. We're going to start with favorite wolf stock stories. And I'm going to tell, this is not my favorite wolf stock story, but it's Pam's. But it's my favorite. <laughs> and, uh, 
<laughs> this was, I think, was this the last one or the next to last one? No, it was, it was the next to last one. Because yeah. uh, the last one, I had two booths, so that Roxy yeah. had her own booth, which made her very happy. Yeah. And, uh, and I will be getting two booths again this time if I'm accepted. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Roxy will have her own booth. Uh, but anyway, so it was at the, Bur the uh, Burlington Depot, and uh, Pam had actually arranged for me to get interviewed by the newspaper with Marty and Roxy, and that was a whole lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And then uh, our booth was butted up against a ra one of those raised flower beds they have there. And uh, Marty was just walking around behind me, um, minding his own business, or so I thought, and I was sitting... <laughs> was sitting <laughs> I was sitting on the uh, on the edge of the bed, and all of a sudden, I feel this warm <laughs> sensation going up and down my back, and I turned around, and Marty had uh, peed all up and down my back. He thought, he kind of, I don't know if he missed the tree, or I had, uh, but it literally was the maddest I have ever been at, <laughs> and it's the most Pam has ever laughed, so, uh, we should, probably should have put this in the good news, bad news. But, but anyway, I couldn't believe that. But, for, but oddly enough, I had brought a spare shirt because I usually I bring a shirt. I bring a shirt for the sweaty setup and then I switch right. shirt for the show. So I was able to go back to sweaty shirt. But at least it wasn't a uh, pee shirt. I, I think it wasn't pee shirt. I think for me, it was just, you know, we'd had such a great event and that was so much fun it was and i loved that um you know you had been interviewed by the newspaper because you'd been such a longtime supporter of ours and and we wanted to kind of spotlight those supporters and and so you had popped into my head and i said i know exactly who you need to talk to and interview to the um to the reporter and and you know we i i had watched you from afar kind of get that done i was like great that went off really well and you had come up and said that was great thank you so much and then you know <laughs> i come back around and <laughs> the look on your face i was like all right what just happened oh my you god know, i was between? yeah i was so mad so, <laughs> oh i just couldn't uh, you know but <laughs> he's never and done I, anything remotely I, like that since before or since yeah i just I was just happy that he had finished until you, uh, he yeah. had waited until you had finished yeah. the interview. And, uh, but I just, I, I was a little disbelieving at first. I was like, he, there's no way Marty did that. <laughs> like, no, he did. He did do that. And I just lost it. I couldn't, oh, I was, I, I will never, ever forget that moment. I will tell you that. And so, um, you know, he, awesome. that was, it, it was, yeah, it was quite, quite the moment. So. Okay, we're gonna. What is? Um, we're gonna. We're gonna, hopefully gonna talk to uh, Beth the podcast 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 in a minute. I'll, I'll get that eventually. Yes. But, um, what's the Humane Society of Alamance County? What's the website? Just, just call that out right now. Yeah. So it's hsaconline.org. Okay, and I'll put it up on the screen yeah. when we do that. Um, oh, I am sorry to say I just got a text. Um, Beth, the podcast podcast will not make it today. It turns out somebody left a box just outside the door of the house. And, uh, so she's unavoidably detained. So <laughs> hopefully we can get her next time and, uh, we'll see you all next time. This was great. Thank you so much. Once okay, again, bye -bye. wonderful. Bye-bye.